Hey there, everybody. So we've been doing this for a little more than two years now, and when we had done it a little more than a year, we brought you a supercut of us being clowns during basically the first year of the show. So I thought uh, we'd bring you another one. So what do we have in this supercut, Colin? Uh, we have lots of me saying redemption stories. Definitely. Uh, we have some arguments about Star Trek. Star Trek doesn't exist. <laughs> there it is. And we have James uh, saying quite a few. That's what she said. Yes. I think you have him uh, also eating something. Yes, that's usually uh, one of those makes the cut. Uh, and then we, of course, have some some arguments over adaptational considerations. So it's it's kind of your standard stuff. It gives you a good cross-section of, of the kind of conversations we have. So um, James isn't on the call at the moment because he's probably off getting a beer, which is also par for the course. Yep. Would this be a good time to tell them that the beeps in the supercut don't represent us swearing, but segments between the cuts? Yeah, actually, that's worth worth considering. That's just the separation between the cuts. And there he is. Well, we, we uh, finished right. recording. We, we finished recording the supercut thing without you. So sweet. What do you have to say for yourself? It's about f- time. I'm totally putting that in there. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go really nicely after the um, the discussion about the beeps in the sensors. <laughs> I'm totally using that. Okay, I think you need to replace the beep in between the cuts with him belching. Because that was pretty, pretty awesome. I could do that. That was a good one. <laughs> That's awesome sounding. So, without further ado, we give you the supercut. And then there'd be something like, you know, you know, it, it's you, and I know it's you because you're wearing the the, the underpants of the guilty person. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty underpants. There we have our show title. Awesome. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to a special, shorter, kind of quickie. I'm going to try again. That's what she said. I know, I know. Okay. All right, oh, that's prime blooper material I, right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. I can do better. That's what he said. Okay. Not that I think that's unrealistic. But I wouldn't call that feministic. <laughs> right. Feministic? Is feministic a word? Feministic? Not sure. Feministic, yeah. <laughs> if only a, a civilization had created a series of wormholes in pairs yeah. Yeah. all throughout the galaxies. This Ancient the- aliens are jerks. You're smiling at me. No, he's trying to chew a cookie nonchalantly. <laughs> I came over here. I'm about to start, like, I was trying to chew quietly. And when I just took my first chew... I saw the thing go, whoop. Son of a... <laughs> so I'm like, I hate it when this thing goes, whoop. <laughs> One of my gripes, though, with films is main character running directly into camera or directly away from camera and obviously not running the way people in emergencies run. When you're running to get medicine for your dad who's collapsed, you are falling forward and your legs are barely keeping up. So... It bothers me, and, and I notice it in all kinds of films. Like, run like you mean it. Come on. Um, and also somehow she... runs faster than the T-Rex. Yeah. The T-Rex that was chasing down a car in the first movie. Right. Well, it, it is 30 years old. So. <laughs> and right. we all know how people who are, you know, 30, 40, run 45. Um, slowly. <laughs> so. Hey, I take offense to that. I think the movie just tells the story so much better. The book was a bit of a slog. 
I was going to say those exact words. I was going to say I found the book to be a little bit of a slog. So, and you can tell by how long it took me to read it. Um, oh because, my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> so we would have been doing this podcast sooner, everyone, except that Seth was the last guy to finish <laughs> yeah. the book. This and is surprisingly, what it, I was the first, and yes. you were the first. This is what it feels like to be James, I guess. <laughs> now, did you drink enough to finish this, or did you yep, it maybe, so see, that's the problem. See, I, didn't, the problem. I didn't have didn't one get, drink. Didn't the get whole time. Up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the novel. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the movie, which we know it always to be right, the movie. Great. <laughs> um, like, I was regretting that I had just reread the book. And and this is why I wanted to ask James, because he didn't reread it. And so some of the... I'm glad I did not reread the book. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, I think. I think I would have fallen into the same boat that Colin's in right now for rereading the book. And Colin's always missing in some of it from the movie. Yeah. It's not just this book and movie combination, by the way. Spock reminded me of my dad because he was a scientist. My dad was a scientist. My dad could totally do the eyebrow thing, which James has got it going. Hey, (laughs) three for three. We can all do it. Nice score. One side of his face was white and the other side was black. And the other guy was opposite. Obviously, Lokai is white on the right side of his face. I am black (laughs) on the right side of my face. Good poll there. Nice. That's one of the biggest. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying the way to enjoy this movie the most is to go, okay, it didn't really happen. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like all do Star Trek movies we're talking about. I knew you were like going to go Star Trek in the right into it. <laughs> I don't say that's what she said. I say that Star Trek movies don't exist. <laughs> all right. Yes, that was a good one. <laughs> so uh, we are not – we, we did God, talk – you played right into that. I did. I totally did. Yeah, I deserved that. What about that Star Trek movies? No, those ones are all awesome. Okay, there was a scene. There was a scene in Star Trek Into Darkness that I could have done without. Um, Did it start at the beginning and end at the end? <laughs> Very nice. Well done. All right, I give you props for that one. Um, you know that episode of of, of uh, Next Generation where Wesley creates a static warp bubble or something, and it's a it's a universe unto itself. Oh right, Colin is in that bubble. <laughs> it's nice and safe in here, and we have Vulcan. Right, static <laughs> Colin bubble. Yes. I don't know. I think all I got to do is jump in the refrigerator. Yeah, that. Uh, too. Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for Indy. It could work for me. That movie does not exist. <laughs> it has been replaced with Star, uh, Star Trek reboots. <laughs> no, those don't exist either. You can't trade one fantasy for another. <laughs> oh, yes, I can. <laughs> Discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. Are you sure about that, James? Oh, because I was totally going to say Colin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, I didn't like to read when I was in high school. And, or I guess I did a little bit in grade school, but I kind of got into a place well, where. Well, you I had books reading. in Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they were only written on igloos. <laughs> and then, then they melted and they were very, very ethereal. I really struggle with, with to be read lists because I feel they constrain my reading. My, my, my thought on that is nobody tells me what to read, even if it's me. Nobody puts Seth in the corner. Exactly. Yes. We're going to have to decide, though, what the real story is. And with that, I That's think we true. should move to Colin. You know, no matter what you ask me, I'm going to say that the real story is the book. 
James is saying, you know, yeah, you should read it once. And Colin is, is like, I will actively prevent people from reading it. <laughs> right. Yes. In adaptive fiction, I, me personally, I want people to think of the book as the story and compare it to the movie to say how well it was done. Right. The movie, the movie is canon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> it's just more popular. I had you. You, you got them on, on book, on record. Rats. Yeah. Rats. We can talk more about the movie in detail after right. we talk about the book. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. We have to talk about the book first because... Because the book is always right. There we go. <laughs> because I love a good redemption story. <laughs> TM. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's a redemption story in that way. Ah, and, and Colin I'm, loves a good I redemption love story. love a good redemption TM. story. We are asserting trademark on that. <laughs> yeah. It does let her kind of step out of that, you know, I destroyed Mark to having a chance to bring him, to be the person who brings him back in. Colin, are you presenting that as a redemption story? I could. Because Colin does love a good <laughs> redemption story. TM. You know, together with a redemption arc, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you were saying earlier, Colin? Yeah. So, you know, I, I love a good redemption story. I want to see the good yeah. guy win in the end. I want to see him get reunited with his wife. Like, right. That does not look like... It looks like somebody took an, a quality puppet of Arnold Schwarzenegger and beat it with a sock full of paint. <laughs> <So. laughs> nice. <laughs> Aren't you the guy that told me that his business card logo was supposed to be adaptation means change, though? That does not make a value judgment, though, does it? No, it doesn't. Not all change is good. Not all change is good. And for me, the reason is canonicity of the adaptations. <laughs> of course. Because yeah. it's eight, 8 o'clock in the morning? Because right. <laughs> it's, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, and, you know, I've argued that the virtue of a less than faithful adaptation is that it leaves you that enjoyment of the original work and the movie mm-hmm. completely intact. You can, as long as you can hold intention that they're different and enjoy them for their own merits, to me that's a it's a win win. Not sure I agree with you on principle, but I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> well, that's a surprise. <laughs> Let's mark that one on the calendar. <laughs> well, again, you're wrong. It's okay. <laughs> that's that's my job here, isn't it? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> because that doesn't come out. It doesn't come out of the plot of the movie. It doesn't come out of the plot of the story. You, I don't, But it kind of does. I don't know it did for me. It never did for me. Yes, but I have superior deductive skills. <laughs> Quite possibly. Well, so, so what I was alluding elementary, to... Elementary, dear Colin. Elementary. <laughs> Looking as we have at other remakes and stuff, mm-hmm. there is room in a remake to do a better movie. And you could have right. made a better movie than the 1975 one. Mm-hmm. But even if you weren't going to make a better movie than 1975 one, you could have made an entertaining movie. Right. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. You could have made one that was entertaining just for how bloody it was. Didn't do that. It, so I think one thing that I said to you guys was it, <laughs> it is like a low-budget movie, but with none of the charm of a low-budget No, budget no. The best, thing, the best thing you said about that movie to us was the 1975 film had problems. The 2000 mm. film was yeah. a problem. Yeah, it yeah. was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> And they made a remake that was somewhat different, but it sucked. Yeah. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm always like, yeah, make changes, make changes, make it better. Not all change is good. See, loosely adapted goes both ways, apparently. Hey, true. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> right. Embarrassing myself for the sake of the uh, listening public. For entertainment. Yes. yes. It's for the art, really. It's all about the art. Yes. 
Now, James, you and I were talking on our on our run the other right, day. Right, right, right. So, so now enter the fray. Yeah. The, okay. Have so, you lost the ardor of your original argument? Yes, because I defeated myself with my own argument. Right. Self-defeating argumentist. <laughs> yes. I kind of like this. <laughs> All right. Defeat yourself for the, for the viewing public. Yeah, I yeah. totally... Well, okay, I agree with you anyway. Yeah. I want to see your right. Well, and... and <laughs> don't egg him on. Don't egg him on. You just how, feeds his ego. How are you agreeing with me and not saying I'm right? <laughs> don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord James. <laughs> Using the tip of the lightsaber. <laughs> Just tip. <laughs> Just tip. <laughs> How did uh, I know? You're so using... reliable, James. <coughs> Sorry. Quit force choking Colin, James. Yes. <laughs> you have failed me for the last time. No, I was asking if you had it further up your list, meaning toward the top. Number two or one? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. For a second there, I thought you were confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For a second, I was trying to figure out if up your list was some kind of veiled insult or something. <laughs> it might your have list, been. buddy. <laughs> Isn't there a section where the dog is communicating with E.T. and he has a dream about the great cosmic bone and something like that? What? <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> There'll be some odd kind of sound effects going on like this. Take Me to Reader, hosted by Bane. <laughs> Person in the Twitterverse, I believe. you wait even longer to watch Starship Troopers again? Yes. Dang it. <laughs> and we, think about how long we kicked Day of the Triffids down the road. I know. We kicked Total Recall down the road. We're still kicking uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers down yeah, the road. Right. So. And War of the Worlds. And War of the Worlds, yeah. And at one point, we had slated to do the Venturian Candidate, and mm-hmm. I bought the EPUB and read it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is the problem of uh, taking taking suggestions, right? Because we feel like we need to follow up on it, at least most of them. See, we so. appreciate you, fans. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. You know, if if they're going to be all excited, <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be unexcited. I'm tired yeah. of people being excited. That is crap. Yeah this this was a challenge for me because while I read science fiction, I really do prefer fantasy when I can read it. What are you doing on this podcast? I, <laughs> Mine was physically small. That's what she said. <laughs> I've got that recorded now, James. <laughs> I, I can slide that in anywhere. Touche. Seth won't invite me over to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to make me come pick you up. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> James is like, no, you could have brought your TV. <laughs> So if you've also enjoyed our podcast, uh, you can go to iTunes and, and give us a review on there. The reviews help us a lot by uh, giving us more visibility, so more people will see us when they search for podcasts about uh, three three guys that run on streets, on pavement, and uh, uh, talk about movies and adapted science fiction, because there's so many of those out there. We need one way to stand out from all the rest, and that's one way you can help us. Right. I think that's, I think that's an actual category on iTunes, too. Are you serious? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in the TV and film category. I see. James, final thoughts? Nope. Nothing? You got no thoughts? You, got no thoughts. you are bereft of thoughts? <laughs> the thoughts are empty. <laughs>